Hello and welcome to the Life Untamed podcast, a podcast that celebrates the pursuit and creation of a life lived outside the lines, Life Untamed. I'm your host, Catherine Alfonso, and I'm so excited to explore with you and find out just what it takes to create a life filled with passion, purpose, and authenticity. A life fueled by connection and boundless curiosity. We'll hear stories from folks just like you, folks who chose to take the leap and dared to create a life that cannot and will not be tamed. Are you ready? Let's get after it. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Life Untamed podcast. This is part two of my interview with my really good friend, Sky Williams. We're going to dive right back in, but first, a word from this episode's sponsor. You, you ask yourself certain questions, and the only thing that changes is eventually the answers start to change, and that's how that you know you've had these experiences that like enlighten you or shed new, shed new light. So I just, I didn't know. I was like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> And, um, (laughs) but I just, I just am who I am and I have a pretty good home base and community at at a gym that I work at and go to, and I have been going to for the past six years and I'm back from all of these experiences that I have. And there's people there who are just like, oh my God, that's so crazy what you just did. How do you, how did you do it? I could never do that. I could never do that in a million years. And then I just look at them, like knowing how capable and strong that these people are. And like, I see them and I'm just like, I don't believe them when they say that. I'm like, you absolutely can do that. And they're like, no, this is what you tell me all the time when I'm, (laughs) when I'm saying like, no freaking way could I do that? And you're like, yeah, the fuck you can. And (laughs) and it it just comes from relating to you, like being where you are and knowing Mm -hmm. my very humble beginnings towards this stuff like I was like an out-of-shape college student like I didn't know you know what I mean and it wasn't (laughs) until like much later that like I developed into this person and so like when people say stuff like that like I get it because like I truly believed I was not capable of the things that I've been accomplishing there's so many people in our community who were like saying to both of us like what you guys are doing is so crazy we could never do it and I mean to be fair Austin my the co-founder of of this company is a superhuman <laughs> however i'm definitely normal human <laughs> and um and so like with enough people being like how do you do it we're like you know what let us show you and so like that was kind of like the birth yeah. of the program which i love because it came out of a need it wasn't something that we just created for whatever the reason it was genuinely because like we wanted to start helping people i love that and so, so that's much. kind of like the birth it's definitely about that community and and helping to empower people to like take on these big scary Mm -hmm. things the program is very heavily modeled after the route that I took to get to where I am the different things that I experienced in terms of like breath work cold exposure and like all these things that woke me up and helped me out to get stronger mentally emotionally physically for these things and then I was having these great experiences so the entire program is modeled after that and um, Austin is a physical trainer so he handles most of like getting people physically ready for the experience and he also just has this like Mm -hmm. incredible aura of positive energy that just makes you feel loved and so like (laughs) us together in this program really just has been so incredible and the results that we've had so far just in helping people has been amazing. And how many rounds of a, uh, how m- sorry, how many rounds of the program? So we've have done you guys five. Done now? 
And it's definitely yeah. been a challenge this last year with everything COVID related, but it's been, it's been yeah. like, honestly, it kind of, it's, it's a little stressful, but it's been mostly good because we, we kind of like hit the ground running and heavy and just fast and um, we very heavily documented everything. And so we were able to kind of take a break and take a breath and be like, okay, what worked? What didn't? You know, who do we want to be in this program? How do we want to see this program evolve? And like, what are the main goals yeah. of the program? Are we achieving those goals? And like, how, like, what, who do we want our target audience to be? And in some ways, we're still exploring those questions because like, I so believe in like a natural evolution and I'm never married to certain ideas in a sense where it's like, I totally let things kind of happen in a way or like become what it wants to become like as long as we stand by our pillars or we stand by the things that we believe in as long as we're doing that whatever it is we're open to it you know see I want to know where that comes from like that trust in your gut in your own intuition I feel like when I think about an untamed life so much of it is about being one comfortable in not always knowing like in the space of unknowing and then two having built the faith and trust and in, in your own intuition and your mm. own like guidance I'm like where does that come from Scott well I mean I think like anything it comes from small experiences it's like the experiences that you don't really think about too much for mm-hmm. some reason from a young age I've always been really interested in intuition just because, again, listening to people who are smarter than me, like, especially when it comes to, like, big businesses, people always say, like, go with your gut, trust your gut. And I'm like, what the heck right. does that mean? Like, I have all these feelings and emotions inside. Yeah. What is real? What is not? <laughs> Which like, ones what do is, I what trust? Is this subconscious influence based from society on me? Like, what is this internal knowing that people just talk about having? And so I got into right. journaling when I was really young. Like, I started journaling when I was in middle school just yeah oh, and so like I would always write down feelings that I had for better or for worse <laughs> I kind of like to call it intuition development now um, like whenever I have like an idea mm. about something or a person or a situation I will write it down and the idea is like I won't look yeah. at it for another couple years and like I'll go back and I'll I'll write down what I think about a situation how it makes me feel where I feel it in my body and then just kind of table it and then I'll let that situation huh. play out. And then I'll look back at what I wrote in the beginning of whatever said situation was. And I'll be like, wow, like you were onto something and you didn't know it. Or that feeling that you had about that person was completely right and you should have trusted it. But that's what it feels like to have that yeah. feeling. And then th- several times they're like, whoa, Sarah, you are so wrong. <laughs> and like that was that was completely <laughs> ego. And so like that's how I started to like differentiate between like what is coming from within and what is coming from without. Yeah. Cause I think the hardest thing is to know what is your own voice versus what is the voice of others or societal yes. expectations or just coming from outside and so, of you. And exactly. Not actually and so you. that is why I think solo nature travel is like the best thing for that. Because when you're outdoors by yourself, there is none of that. You don't have a billboard telling you what you should look like. You don't have a family member telling you how to live your life. Like you don't have that out there. Yeah. You don't even get your private solo scrolling time. Exactly. Like, like Instagram or you other influencers only to influence yourself. you. But then in that you realize you have everything that you need. I want to talk a little bit, speaking of only have yourself, I want to talk about that crazy experience of that reality TV show where you, in the dark, 
Okay, tell us a little bit about that, <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so in 2017, I was cast to be part of a survival experiment, is how they build it, uh, for the Discovery <laughs> Channel. And I think that that was the biggest lesson in trust for me. Because yeah. I had very little information. All I knew was, hey, you're going to be in darkness for a week. And you don't know where. That's insane. You don't know if there's going to be other people. There may or may not be challenges. You don't know. Just how do you feel about darkness for a week? And like, not just like in a dark room, <laughs> but just like total lack of vision completely. Like you are blind. You cannot see anything. And then wow. I was just like, um, let's do this. <laughs> Um, like I've always been like weirdly obsessed with like survival stories and I don't know just what do you do when the going gets tough like I just I'm obsessed like every single book every movie everything about it like I gravitate towards and so one thing led to another and I was underground in a cave somewhere in Missouri alone (laughs) um, with like a backpack that had some like elbow pads knee pads and like a radio and like three packets of emergency water and some paracord that's all I had. That's yeah. all they gave and you. And the radio was to signal like that you quit, essentially. So you were only supposed yes. to use the radio to tap out. And then I had oh, like oh. some gear on, like I had a helmet that had had a helmet cam on it, and I had a chest-mounted GoPro that was pointed at my face. And they used infrared light, so the helmet had a strip of infrared light, so light that is not detectable to my eye. However, the technology and the cameras it is detectable too, so they can see me, but I cannot see anything. And it doesn't give light no. for you I mean, to navigate No, I mean, the only by. light that I ended up seeing was static electricity. And that was the only light. And it was, like, shocking. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, whoa, that was, like, a little burst of light. They, they, I had, like, a directive of, like, you may find other people. You might find caches of food. And I had talked to, like, a PA going through the experience. So I, know, I knew that there would be, like, three people somewhere in the cave. And... Mm-hmm. There was, like, somebody in the cave in, in the very beginning who just essentially told me to, like, stay put. They're like, okay, like, stay here and then until you hear from us again. And I was like, okay, cool. So, like, this is just, like, the setup. <laughs> and they're probably going to, like, bring other people in and then, like, be watching all of us and then say go or something like that. That's kind of how I was imagining it. And then they're like, okay, until, until you hear from us again, you cannot move from this location. Whatever that was is, like, a, a room in the cave or something. I don't know. It ended up being three days. <laughs> Yes. Before you moved. And, so, um, and I didn't learn about that until after the fact because the whole idea was that they wanted to break you down. They wanted to, you know, just really get you going mentally and emotionally before you tried to go into this maze to get out. Did you For sleep sure. yeah. in that? Three but that, days? that that's like the funny thing. It's like okay. you everything that you associate with telling you what is going on is gone. So, you know, I didn't have any way to tell time. I didn't have light to yeah. tell me, like, if it was sun out or if it was night or anything like that. And um, when you go to sleep, you wake up and you're like, oh, it's been a couple of hours or like, you know, but when you have none of those things, you have no no idea how long you slept. You know, it's like as soon as you hit that deep sleep, it could be two hours. It could have been eight minutes. It could have been eight hours. You have no idea. And so it just gets rid of this idea of time completely. And so I was trying to gauge time based off of my body in the sense like, okay, I know after six hours, I'll probably be a little hungry. But uh, the thing was, is because I was in such darkness and I wasn't really moving a whole lot in the beginning that like my body definitely went into like a conservation mode. I actually didn't really even get that hungry 
I was kind of like in this weird state of delirium in terms of like kind of being tired, kind of not and not really knowing anything. And so like in that moment, I had to resolve to not care about the time because the idea also was that like if you didn't get out of this maze system within six days they would extract you and you would quote unquote lose or whatever there was like a moment of like trust building that i had in that moment for a couple reasons you know like i remember they did like a pre-interview before i went into the cave with like a bunch of cameras and i was so nervous i was like i don't know (laughs) like if i belong here because like I was, again, talking to one of the PAs who was probably giving me too much information that that he should have. But he was talking about how, like, other contestants were, like, military, like, Navy SEALs and just, like, people who are hardcore survivalists. And here I am, a little blonde girl from L.A. who goes to the mountains sometimes, you know, on the same stage as these people. (laughs) And he was telling me about how, like, like an episode before me, like... This military woman had a complete breakdown. They had to send in like a psychologist and like they had to extract her. So I was so nervous and I was just like, I was having such imposter syndrome. I don't belong here. I am not like as Mm -hmm. hardcore as these people. I don't know. And so I had to have a chat with myself in the sense that if you're constantly thinking about these negative things, you're just going to put yourself into a tizzy. If you're sitting here doubting yourself, that is going to hinder you. You're here. Right. Acknowledge that you're here. They saw something in you to put you here. Trust that. Trust that you are here for a reason. And trust like you have what it takes to be here. Like you've had some experiences to this point that have all taught you something. Is that something that you think you take into every situation, challenge, opportunity that's presented to you? But the thing is, is like I still have that imposter syndrome. I still have that fear. Like even when I was in the plane on the way to New Zealand, I was like, oh my God, am I getting myself in over my head to go do this thing that I have no information on that I just learned about a couple months ago, like that has uprooted my entire life for, like, can <laughs> I even do this? Like it's every possible environment. It's mountain terrain. It's the desertous landscape. It's forests. It's, it's <laughs> everything. And I'm like, can I do this? I don't know. But then again, I found myself in that mindset. You're going to find out if you can, you're going to be there in that moment and you can, only deal with it then and that was another thing too like that the cave taught me it's like I was scared of like bugs I was scared of like spiders and snakes and bats and like all the poisonous things that exist in some caves and um I just realized that if I spend all of my mental energy worrying about all of the things that can go wrong then I'm a not being present and b worrying about things that might not even come to fruition and so like I just had to have trust in myself that If any of those situations arise, I would be able to handle it in that moment and not go into like a self-fulfilling prophecy or like not like make any things happen, but like just (laughs) a trust of knowing that like when those things happen to worry about, I will worry about it only then. And that was like a mechanism that really helps me through that experience that helps me through any of these experiences. And it it was a teaching moment that I fall back on because now in my life it is so much easier to go out and have these crazy nature experiences and challenges than sometimes it is to be vulnerable in my relationships 
Um, it's so much easier <laughs> for me to go and do that stuff than it is to like have a difficult conversation. And like, I still like find myself worrying about all the things that can go wrong when you start to have feelings towards somebody and like you get scared and like all that stuff. And so yeah. it's funny because it's like I'm using those nature experiences to help me in my everyday relationships. And it's just cool yeah. to rem- to have those experiences and to remember them and to call back on them. Because the thing is, is like they're not a cure all you have to remember that not at all and I love I love that you bring up the idea that imposter syndrome is still something that like you experience the doubts are still there there's still anxieties but you've built and you've cultivated a trust in your intuition and you trust the process and you know that good bad or neutral the outcome is exactly what it needs to be exactly Everything that we've talked about so far, you're such an intuitive person. I think it was something that I always struggled with. I I come from personally a very fearful upbringing, not because I experienced any trauma that I would say has put fear in me, but I would say I'm a first generation born American from an immigrant family raised by a single mom and my godmother. And they're these feisty cute little filipino women but i think what happens when you immigrate somewhere there's a lot of fear in assimilating in the world and so building trust and kind of knowing the difference between what i'm afraid of what i'm actually afraid of and what fears have been instilled in me was a really tough journey for me to navigate so like meeting and and being connected to someone like you who seems so intuitive is super inspiring to me And I love it so much. And it still feels like something that I'm learning myself, trusting my intuition, trusting that I know what's right for me and what is coming from outside of me versus what's coming from inside of me. Being guided by your intuition is something that you seem really natural at. And yet you tell me that you used to be really fearful or or not that way at all. Well, I mean, I think like just the way that we grow up, you don't talk about this stuff when you're younger. You know, it's like there's not a class in school that had to listen to your gut, you know, we're not programmed to to be tuned in to how amazing our bodies are and how much like they're talking to us every single day, you know, whether even like from physical ailments to like emotional breakthroughs, like there's always things that are kind of going on, but we're kind of taught to be so disconnected from our bodies. And um, I think a lot of our upbringing should be about coming back to that and to learning the language that it's speaking to us every single day. All right. I'm going to throw some like random disconnected questions out. So we already talked about your instincts. Okay. Here's a quick one. What would you say are best practices for staying curious and for finding out what drives you? Um, I think this is a really interesting question for me because I just, I just really do have like an insatiable curiosity that just naturally exists. But I think that, The best practices for staying curious is to just never to arrive at a point where you believe that you know everything. Because like the moment you think that you've mm. popped out is when you stop being curious. And that I, I think that that is one of the struggles of that traditional nine to five life is like the idea is to arrive at that career and then have a family and then you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that is meant for you, essentially. But that's the thing. It's like, like that's the pinnacle and that's that it. Once you're an adult, 
that that's when you stop learning. And so I think that if you just always put yourself in a position to keep learning, then you you will naturally gravitate towards what you want to learn about or just even if it's like in your career path, just exploring new fields of possibility. And and I think that it kind of definitely goes back into just like tapping mm-hmm. into like into you and your your intuition, because like, you know what you're interested in. But the thing is, is like, you just have to give yourself the freedom to explore yeah. it. Because like, I'm, I know so many people who have very demanding jobs, and they're just they're tired when they get home. You know, what I mean, they don't they just want to numb out and they don't right. want to explore or do anything. And so like, I think that to kind of go back, I think that a lot of it is just taking care of your body. Eating right is probably one of the most important things that you could do. Because mm-hmm. like when you're feeling fueling your body with junk, you're going to feel awful no matter what you're doing. And you're not going to be able to hear your body talking to you, right. in, unless it's in a bad way, um, about things that like make your heart race. And so <laughs> I think a lot of it too is just saying yes to new experiences, even if they scare you, or even if you think they're going to be boring not prejudging it saying it's new experiences because you never know who you're going to meet you never know what door is going to open you never know where it's going to lead and so i think it's just key to staying curious is to just keep moving forward saying yes to to new experiences and allowing yourself the space to explore that do you think that giving yourself permission also helps in like finding out like let's say someone doesn't know what they're curious about or they just have their regular job and they know they want more, but they don't know what that is and they don't know where that more lies. Is it just about giving yourself permission? So many people who are work jobs that they hate and they're like, I don't know what my passion is. I don't think I have one. And I, I just laugh and I'm like, simply not true. Like never true. I don't, you know, (laughs) and so like, and and you are passionate about something. That's a really beautiful time. You know what I mean? And, but the thing is, is like, that's the problem with this quote unquote nine to five situation is that like people believe that they've had to have found it by now, or they think their timing is too late or they're like, Oh, I missed the boat. No, 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 no. Girl, you're speaking to me. I I just turned 40 for all our listeners. I mentioned it in another episode somewhere before or after this, but I just turned 40. And from 38 to 40, I had huge imposter syndrome that I was battling. I was battling this idea that like, I should be married. I should have a kid or two by now. This idea of where I was supposed to be at this time. It's like hugely toxic. And to learn how to let go of that and just accept, be like, this is where we are. And there's still Mm -hmm. some amazing shit to come out of right here. And I don't know. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You're amazing. Yeah. (laughs) We're total fangirls for each other. All right. Well, okay. Last question. And this will kind of close us out. What is currently calling to you the loudest? And where do you see yourself going in the next year or two? kind of like tying into the entire theme of what we've been talking about like my intuition over the past year has been to like get ready get ready for what and I'm like Mm. I don't know but like especially like during quarantine (laughs) and COVID like I've been working out like a mad person I've been like it's so funny it's like so many people lost their (laughs) routines when COVID happened like that's when I got my routine like I was in the gym I was like working out you know four to five days a week I started rock climbing like crazy I started to really pursue outdoor education I got a little bit into split boarding and like avalanche awareness and like just kind of like pushing myself athletically and all those sorts of things to get ready 
I was like, I don't know what for, but I feel like something's coming and I don't know what it is. And I was just a week and a half ago offered a seat on an expedition to go to Denali this summer. (laughs) I want to scream, but this is not going to be great for the podcast. But you mentioned it just quickly last night. And I was like, wait, wait, I need to hear more. And I now have a seat to attempt to climb the tallest mountain in the continent. And so, like, now that that's on the horizon, I'm just like, it's go time. Like, double down on my physical body, you know, like, and I, I want to, you know, as a photographer, like, find the best way to document this this experience. And so, I'm already thinking about creating, like, a mini documentary from the experience. And it's like, now I'm diving into storytelling and, like, how can I tell whatever story is about to unfold in the best way? And so I think the next year is going to be all about this experience. And so leading up to the experience, having it, and then also just like when I came back from New Zealand, I know it's probably going to break me. I know that it's going to be really, really, really hard. I know what it's going to ask of me. And I'm having that same imposter syndrome. Like, am I truly ready for this? Can I do that? And so like based off of everything else that I've experienced over and over again, like I know the answer is yes, but I also know I have work to do. And so, <laughs> fuck yes. I am so beyond excited. Yeah. I am absolutely over the moon. This is the first time you're telling me, and now everyone listening gets to hear it for the first time. I just got my permit last night. <laughs> Damn, dude. But I'm just like really excited ah! about what it's demanding of me, like who I'm going to have to be in order to be successful on this trip, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And it's just because, too, it's like it allows me to practice what yeah. I preach in my adventure fit program. It's just going to be that on steroids and it's going to just fuel and empower me to then translate to fuel and empower other people. And it's going to be a big year for adventure fit also Um, kind of coming out of the quarantine, coming out of COVID, getting ready to get back out there with people because I know connection is needed more now than ever. And it's just really my goal to, oh my God, yes. to turn everybody who comes into this program into their own beacons of light to then help and inspire people in their life. So just to create this big ripple effect and, I'll never stop chasing these big outdoor experiences just because of what it allows me to become for other people. I'm literally getting emotional listening to you speak. (laughs) I'm so proud of you and I'm so fucking impressed and inspired and empowered (laughs) by you all the time. That's what it's all about. That's how you know it's real (laughs) this moment. it's it's like well that trip that you described that I took you on like it was like even that was like a powerful experience for me to just to create adventure fit because that was just a friend trip but the thing was like I kind of brought together a group of people who didn't really know each other that well like I just like kind of hand selected people I was like hey do you want to come for like an overnight in the mountains knowing that each of you guys kind of I felt like each each of us needed something and I felt like we kind of like explore and discover that together and so that's what it's all about. <laughs> Dude, that is, I can honestly say that every bit of time that you and I have come together has been an experience and like a growing experience. And I think that's probably a big part of what your <laughs> gift to the world is. No, I love it. <laughs> I'm all emotional. But I think you've for sure been a huge example of what tapping into your instincts and trusting in your path and trusting and having faith in just how the universe works, what your soul knows, whether you know it or not, and being able to bring to the table what you do 
you're just an amazing person and I'm so glad that you've been my friend and that you're here on this podcast with me and that you get to give that that we both get to give that from the moment that we met I felt like there was like an instant connection there because almost like we speak the same language yes English got it but like for real like that like kind of eerie ephemeral (laughs) like kind of hidden I don't know just like we get it and hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) we soul sisters girl and so I know it's gonna lead to something great before I hit stop recording, tell me where we can find you. Tell everyone listening where they can find your work, where they can follow along on all your journeys and experiences. <laughs> um, um, my personal Instagram is at Sarah Sky Ann, S-A-R-A-H-S-K-Y-A-N-N. And that is my handle on pretty much any kind of social media platform. And through that, you on my profile, you can find my company, Adventure Fit, which is at Adventure Fit LA. And then from there, you can check out, we do a lot of cool videos and um, you can kind of gain some inspiration, learn about what we do there. Dude, I love you so much. I will have all those links in the show notes. Guys, this has been (laughs) Sarah, Sky, and Williams. (laughs) You're very welcome for this experience. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Life Untamed podcast. I really, really appreciate the time you take to listen. And if you found value, if you loved what we were talking about in this episode, please do head over to your streaming site, leave us a review, subscribe if you like, send it with all the friends, especially if you found something meaningful. I would love to know that these messages are getting out to the people who need them the most. And if I don't know those people, you might. So for sure, send it over. Thanks again. Hope to see you in the next episode.